to have advance notice of and to attend meetings of public bodies at which any business affecting their interest is discussed or acted upon in accordance with provisions of this act, Robertsville Board of Education, has caused notice of this meeting to be published by having the date, time, and place therefore posted in the Trenton Times and the Township of Robbinsville Bulletin Board. This notice was also posted at Sharon School, Pond Road Middle School, and Robbinsville High School in accordance with NJSA 18A colon 12-24.1 and policy 0142. The Robbinsville Board of Education shall be bound by the provisions of the School Ethics Act. Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Pledge, um, roll call. Mrs. Siakio? Present. Mrs. DeVito? Here. Mr. Hom? Here. Mr. Galuccio? Here. Mr. Heilman? Here. Mrs. Luciano? Here. Mrs. Temple? Here. Mr. Weiss? Here. Mr. Young? Here. We have a quorum. So, Dr. Foster, would you cast yes, off? I will. All right. So, yes, we're gonna. Good evening. Uh, it's good to see everyone ag again. Um, so, I want to talk about why we're here again. And don't get me wrong, we love to meet together, but usually it's on a monthly basis. Um, but I do want to first um, extend a deep thank you to the Board of Education members who um, have been very active and present throughout the whole budget process uh, and have done their due diligence in um, approving a budget that addresses the needs of the district uh, and, and school district, our students, and the residents of the community. And I know many of you have been witness to these public meetings and know uh, you've observed the way in which the board members have taken the time to ask deep questions, challenge assumptions that have been made in the past, and make sound decisions. So in good faith, uh, on March 18th, the board members uh, voted to approve a budget uh, which would have lowered tax levy and reduced um, tax uh, burden for our residents. Um, so why are we here now presenting a budget again? Uh, the reason is, and we'll, um, Beth will explain a little more in detail about the specific pieces of it, uh, on March, by March 20th, when we were ready to submit the budget to the state, we were unable to do so. And as Beth reached out, um, this, they are indicating that the state would not approve the budget as is because our, our additional state aid, and we'll go into detail a little more, uh, requires us to raise also our local fair share, our contribution. And so therefore, the tax levy that was approved uh, would not, could not be approved at that time and would not uh, be accepted for submission. So we had to come back to the table again and take a look at what is our bottom line, what is the, uh, the expectation for our local fair share, our adequacy, and then what budget can we submit in good faith. So I just want to put that out there now that the board has worked so hard 
wrestled with a, some really tough decisions with the, this budget, made some really excellent sound decisions, and here we are at the table again. And I think, um, you know, each time I have to say uh, we've gone deeper into the budget, and each time I think we've learned uh, something that we can uh, revise and adjust and modify and make a really strong budget um, that, again, balances the needs of our students as well as our district. Um, so we'll kind of explain now in detail what that looks like. And uh, good evening, everyone, and thank you for attending our um, preliminary budget submission, um, take two. Mm -hmm. So um, what has changed, and um, as Dr. Forster said, why we're here, um, when the state aid got released, there were some uh, major changes that happened to um, some state um, aid formulas that don't generate state aid but play a part in how state aid is calculated. One is called our adequacy budget, the other is called our local fair share, and then of course our tax levy and where we are and where we're going. So if you look at our adequacy budget over the last four years, um, a big jump between 2018-19 and 2019-20. So in between 17, 18, 18, 19, um, we had an enrollment boom, and that was part of why the adequacy budget increased. From 18, 19 to 19, 20, the state recosted what it, what it cost to educate a student, came up with new cost allocations. That was the driver to the 1920 increase in adequacy budget. And I'll explain how they work with the state aid in a minute. So our local fair share is what the state calculates based on property um, values and income tax, on, they equalize it statewide and come up with how much they say a district can afford to pay. And if you look between 1819 and this year, 1920, it jumped 3.8 million. I have a question out to the state as why, how did that happen? In the past, um, the required local share, the district was over the required local share. This is the first year that it turned. Um, and then so the tax levy of where we are and where we're going, the 2018-19 original budget, which was done in April, that was the tax levy for the general fund. In July, they gave additional state aid, and that's the revised tax levy. Um, obviously, on March 18th, the, the um, board was looking for tax relief, and then at this budget, we are back to the original 2018-19 budget, which the state says that's what you must raise. So that's, that's why we're here and what changed. Um, and the state said the use of the additional state aid in 1819 that we did in the revised budget was considered a mid-year budget adjustment and not considered a budget. So they're not considering the 1819 revised as a budget. It's a, it was considered a mid-year adjustment. So what is adequacy and how do we calculate it? It's based on, there's two factors. It's a weighted student enrollment that the state does a five-year rolling average, and they weight our enrollment. So an elementary student will have a weight of one. Uh, middle and high school will have higher weights because they feel it's cost more to educate those students. And then the cost to educate, I explained, the state did a reevaluation every three years. This was the year, and that cost to educate a student went up 6%. So that was a big jump in adequacy. And then what's included is the base for an, an average, you know, your regular student, and then they weight some of the at-risk LEP special and in-speech students. Okay. So, so 
Beth, I know you, I just, go back for one second. Sure. I think part of what happened for us too is our largest class moved from eighth grade to ninth grade, which means the that rated higher. the weighted enrollment of 360 Required kids more. went up. It's 1.16 for high school versus 1.04 for middle and one for elementary. Mm -hmm. So that's a good point. Very good point. Um, so equalization aid is the, the um, state formula aid that they use for all districts, and they calculate it by taking that adequacy budget we just talked about, and then looking at what they say the districts required local share, what their contribution should be, and that difference is equalization aid, what the state will fund. So as you notice, the local fair share required local share went up 3.8 million, and you know, I don't know, again, if that was something to push more burden to the taxpayer versus the state, because obviously then their share goes down. So I don't know. I don't know what happened with that big jump, but I'm waiting on an answer from the state. I hope to have it to you in a, in a week or two. But when you look at the calculation, the first row um, is the calculation of what the state says they should be providing. And the second row is what we actually receive. So if you look at 1617, we were definitely extremely underfunded. Um, and then at 1920, we're still underfunded by over three million, but we're getting close, we're closing the gap. So again, there, this is the adequacy budget, less what they say your required local share is, is what they give you in state aid. So the higher your required local share, the less they give in state aid. Just playing those numbers back. So we're at our, our required local share, as I said. Um, it's based on property value and income. There's that large increase. It's over 9%. Um, the district's required to raise their minimum tax levy. So what does that mean? That means the minimum tax levy is the lesser of the required local share, which is the $40 million, or your prior year tax levy, um, which was the original 2018-19 budget submitted in April. So it's the lesser of those two. So we're really at the 18-19 budget submitted in April. They're saying we need to raise. Um, so what does this mean? Well, as Dr. Forster said, the board attempted to provide tax relief but was unable to do so. So we're looking at our adequacy budget, required local share, min tax levy, which are all part of the state aid, and then the, the new required local share will be a continuous problem for future tax relief since it is a current funding formula legislation. So um, where we are today, we had at uh, March 18th, the tax reduction of the 462, so that goes back up. And then the state mandate to acquire local share was the July budget we submitted, which would have been fine had you been um, over your required local share. But with the increase of 3.8 million, you flipped you to under your required local. This is the first year you're under your required local share. All other years you were over. So um, this is just a recap. The first line's equalization aid we talked about. We do get other categorical aids, and all of them have gone up significantly as well. Um, 17, 18, we get special ed security and transportation aid. Um, and then again, we got mid-year adjustments this year from July. And then our full increase for 1920 is 562,000. So again, you can look at the bottom. Um, 
1718, we're at 2.4 million, 2.5 million of the state um, aid that came to the district, and today we're at 7.3 million. So the increase in state aid that the district's provided has gone up considerably in the last couple of years. So where we are today, this is our final budget. This is um, expenditure driven. So it comprises all spending, payroll, benefits, supplies, um, everything but capital that's funded by debt. So our regular capital equipment and repairs are in this number as well. It's subject to board approval and it still has the mandated tax levy cap, which really isn't impacted today. But to get to your required local share, your um, you still are subject to the 2% cap. So it's not like the state's looking for you to jump up there. You still have to stay within your cap. Um, but this year it, it, it doesn't play a role because we are keeping taxes flat. Um, and then the debt, the debt service budget, um, that was voted for past projects, and that's just the expenditure we, we're riding on that. In a couple years, we're, we looked at about three years. That's going to go up about 300000 So we have to plan and look for alternatives. But... Um, it's been steady for the last five years. So this is the pie chart. It looks as how we're spending in categories. Salary and benefits are about 75% of the total budget. Facilities is the next runner-up with almost 6%. Tuition is 5%. Transportation, another 5%. Other, 10%. This category went up a little, so did salaries, um, based on some of the additions that Dr. Foster will talk about. But this includes mostly purchase services, technology, curriculum, supplies, athletics. So we group them all together as purchase services that we do outside of the other category, the larger categories. So this slide just shows your expenditures over the years, 16, 17, 17, 18. I threw in the additional state aid so you can have a comparison even though it's not considered our budget, we did get it mid-year. Um, 1819, the additional state aid again in 1819, and then 1920. So our expenditures have been growing, um, even with keeping taxes relatively flat or, and the tax rate for the citizens uh, at a stable level. So we have been growing our expenditures, and I'll show you there's a per pupil cost slide that shows where we're going. Okay. So uh, we've already talked about what was originally included in our March budget, and that's maintaining current <coughs> programs, co-curricular offerings, the three um, new full-time employees, and remember that was um, reading specialist, uh, elementary teacher, chemistry teacher at the high school, plus some additional funds towards a director of guidance as well as uh, engineer uh, for a transitional um, job uh, piece. Uh, we've also put in some additional financing to support our full-time SROs, one in each uh, building, and then money towards um, a, a, a outsourcing our random drug testing that we are uh, going to implement at the high school in September. Um, so in the new proposed budget, uh, we've been able to add um, the following pieces. So I want to just highlight some of those things. So we talked about textbooks. So we are replenishing 
um, some of our textbooks and um, uh, adding some additional curricular supplies. Um, if, for those of you um, that were here the last few times, we talk about how um, our curriculum has changed and there are a lot of subscriptions which require us to maintain this cycle. Um, so we're really thrilled um, that uh, we are um, supporting um, science subscription to support our science program at the middle school. Um, we uh, are extending No Red Ink, which is an online grammar program that helps support um, our middle school. We already had it at the high school, so we're bringing it down. Um, K to 5 Brain Pop subscription. Um, that's actually uh, a wonderful subscription. It kind of is an enrichment in all different content areas for students. So that addresses maybe um, students that need to be challenged a bit more and stretched. Uh, that's a great resource for our teachers. A new Zella uh, subscription. That's online um, uh, newspaper in a sense. And what that does is um, that can adjust the reading level of the same uh, article uh, so it, we meet the needs of all of our learners in the classroom. Uh, so we're thrilled about that as well. Um, an IXL math program, which is an online, uh, again, uh, math program that uh, really addresses specific skills and concepts. And it's very independent. So again, it reaches those struggling learners, but it also can stretch our challenges, our learners that need some more challenge. A scribble, uh, which is um, a research platform as well. So those are just some of the highlights. Um, we also um, are going to um, continue with our Chromebook. That has always been our hope that we have a one-to-one -one initiative in grades three through eight. If you remember, many years we kept saying, well, we're not going to fund one-to-one. Um, now, uh, with this additional money, this will help us, and it will put us on a cycle again so that we can now continue and do a lease uh, purchase, and we have a nice cycle where we're always uh, putting that in the budget and planning for that. Um, we also know substitutes are, a, they're not just a Robbinsville issue. Again, they're a state issue, they're a national issue, but um, we are hoping we increased um, money in the substitute line as well as um, we want to outsource, partially outsource, a subservice so that they would support us. We would continue with our um, subservice that we have, but if we needed additional subs, we can reach out to them, and they only charge us for what um, the substitutes that are placed in the district. So we, we think that's a win-win as well. Um, we also get to add two additional uh, full-time teachers. These are classroom teachers. We're watching now, you know, where are they? We think one's at the middle school. Uh, we're looking at numbers so that we're going to make those decisions. And we'll let you know probably, um, I'm hoping that we'll have some very specifics by the April board meeting, the final board meeting. Um, we are, uh, we hear uh, from the public the activity fees that they become a burden. We, um, and um, so we are reducing the student activity fees in half. Uh, we, we had a great debate of, you know, do we get rid of them? And, and so I think what we're going to do is see how that works for us with reducing them. So we are cutting them in half. So if it was $100 for um, a particular um, activity, it would now be 50 um, so just so you know. And then certainly another um, concern that we have every year with planning ahead is putting money into capital reserve for our major capital projects. So we've invested money in the capital reserve. 
Uh, we also know we need some English second language support for our English language learners. So we've put money into that. And um, you know we're hoping to either um, outsource, get some support, um, not just not for our just for our English language learners, but also to support our classroom teachers who have English language learners in their classrooms all day long or for a period at a time, just so they um, have some different strategies. Um, as well as the goal has always been to reduce fund balance over time, and we're chipping away at that. We're taking a little bit more money. I think it's 110,000. Uh, more from uh, fund balance as to revenue, reduce that yes. as a revenue. Okay, I think that was it. So this is the cost per pupil, um, and you can see from where we were in 1617 to the growth we are in the 1920 budget, which is you know a good support for the um, for the district. It shows the efficiency the district is also spending, and the reallocation adjustments we've done to our budget. So. You know, we're not so far separated, but I think as the board has done some work with the district, um, like I said, one good thing that came out of the process between the committee and the board is working on reallocation, cating costs within the budget. Um, so these budget accounts, certain budget accounts were reduced, where we saw, for instance, an example would be energy savings. We instituted an ESIP a number of years ago. It helped reduce energy. We did a demand a response program. We did a number of programs in energy, and we noticed our energy lines had um, overages each year. So um, with the committee's help and the board, we reallocated some expenses to where other accounts were rising to help offset. So um, that's where we are on a per-pupil cost. I just want to mention what is not in here. This is um, a per-pupil cost that shows comparatively how districts are, so it doesn't include all the costs. So what's not included is transportation, tuition, our debt service payment, and any capital outlay that we do in our general fund. Those are excluded costs from this calculation. So it's not a full student um, per pupil cost, but it, it's done to be comparable. So everyone has that taken out. As had been discussed at prior meetings, this is our recapitulation of balances, which is really a year-end snapshot of where we are with our fund balance. Um, 1%, uh, the, the state allows us 2% of our general fund expenditures, um, and that is the number of 1,036,818, that's the unassigned fund balance, that's there for emergencies or any other unexpected costs that may come that you can't find within your budget. Um, you do have to apply to the state to use it. All the others are restricted. They're restricted for purpose. So one is capital reserve, maintenance reserve. Um, Year-end encumbrances are just um, commitments we had to roll over that we didn't have payments yet um, submitted from the prior year. And then the excess surplus, which I think Dr. Foster was talking about, that budget, that fund balance, that's what's excess surplus. And we use um, excess surplus in two years. And this you'll see is a two-year Role. So one is for this current year we're in, and one is for next year that we're budgeting for. Um, so what's the tax impact to the citizen? It's our general fund obligation and our debt service obligation equals the school tax for our residents. Um, so here we are today. Um, the general fund tax levy will be set at 37,959,184. dollars and that's a 1.64% from the 2018-19 revised budget, or it's flat from the original 18-19 budget. 
So however you want to look at it, um, from a taxpayer, it went up slightly from 1.64%, and from a budget to budget, it's flat. And the debt service levy, um, just because of the payment schedules, the expenditure, the tax levy went up slightly. I have a quick question on that. Cool. Yep, go back. Um, Which page? Uh, this, okay. Mm -hmm. That shows under the 1943 37,905, um, and now this is the same as the original budget we submitted. It's, it's really oh, gotcha. the debt yeah. service debt that's services. causing yeah. it to go up. Yeah. It's $22,000 mm -hmm. worth of debt service. Mm -hmm. that's a great. Oh, okay. The yeah, because the two of them, when you add together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. So gotcha. debt service went up just slightly. The year before, we had some fund balance to budget and debt service, and the payment went up just slightly. Um, state aid um, was pretty much flat. I think it went up about $300 or something on the debt service side. Um, so... Questions? It's safe to say then that there's no tax increase, even though our tax levy's gone up because the value of the town has gone up. There is, there, there, correct. It's a very, very modest well, increase. The it, town yeah. valuation doesn't take the whole. Yeah. What What are you referring to when you say tax increase? Are you referring to the rate or the mm -hmm. levy? Or the tax bill. Your tax bill, because of the calendar year versus our fiscal year, would go up slightly, a slight increase. Well, we have to pick one or the other because we always worked before on a fiscal year. On a school fiscal year. Apples to apples because you start with the calendar year, you get everybody else. So on a school fiscal year, which our budget's developed, it's about a $20 decrease per year. Okay. But your tax bill may slightly alter based on how the town raises the levy. That's my point. So, okay. so apples questions. to apples. All right. Thank okay. you. Questions from the board first? Okay. Right. I just have one which wasn't up there in the, in the changes, but I know we talked about it, which I just think is, is worth calling out, was a change in uh, revenue. And that's taking revenue out of the facilities use line. Yes, thank you. Um, in, we're not. We're still charging for facilities use. <laughs> yes. But it's taking it in order to fix the facilities that are being used because what we're seeing is a wear on certain facilities. Right. Because, so um, we're designating a specific. Mm -hmm. So it's designating it for maintenance for those. So we're reducing exactly. the revenue in the budget from it to be able to offset expenditures. Yeah. Yes. Right, yeah. Yep. Okay. Good. Thank you. Um, questions? Board questions? Okay. I just wanted to make a statement. Please. Open the public. And, and um, I think we're, 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 we're going to make a call here, too. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to also thank the board. Last week was a uh, frustrating week for us. <laughs> um, I will tell you personally, I went every single place on the uh, change curve. Um, I was in elation, I was in anger, I was in confusion, etc. until we got to, I think, a solution that will pass the um, state's mandate 
a couple of things happened. So why didn't the board have the information it needed to make the decisions they needed to make? So I just want to explain a couple of things. One, the governor decided to release state aid and um, all the calculations a week late. They did not move the end submission date. So you, we crunched within that all of our meetings, et cetera, to put a budget on the table. Secondly, DOE decided we don't have to train the, BO, the, the, the BAs this year. We're just going to give it to them. So there was no training, and uh, my understanding from Beth is that um, everything that came to her was tables. There was no verbal explanation of the changes, and so we really did not know until we went to submit the budget. Mm -hmm. um, so like most of you, uh, I also spent some of last week thinking that I wasted five, ten hours of my life that I was never going to get back. But what I will say on reflecting on that I think we have a much better budget. I think we have taken fat out of lines to put into the classroom. I think we have made a turn about how we're going to be able to fund capital in the future. And this board um, spent, um, you know, while we didn't have the meeting last week, that didn't mean that we stopped working. <laughs> this board spent another five to 10 hours each um, working on putting a new budget. Um, and by the way, that does not count what administration did because they spent countless more hours um, you know, putting this budget together. Uh, that being said, you may not be happy about this, but there is a vigil that starts in seven minutes for um, a Robbinsville um, alumni. Uh, this board would like to go to that. So we are actually going to move into a recess. Can I make a suggestion that you just vote? If that's all that's left, we can't have to do public hearing. hearing. We have to do public hearing. But if we would all agree that we don't want to publicly comment, then you could vote, and you wouldn't have to come back after the vigil. That's all. Okay. So why don't I take um, a motion to move into public comment? Second. Um, all in favor? Aye. Okay. Opposed? No one. Okay, we're in we're in public comment. Are there any public comments? Given that there are no public comments, can I have a motion to close the public? Okay. All in favor? Aye. Okay, can we move to a vote on the resolution? Do I need to read the resolution into the record? No. Okay. So can I have a motion to um, move into a uh, resolution um, to adopt the tentative budget? Second. All in favor? Aye. Oh, oh no, no, we, we need have a roll to roll call. call. I'm sorry. Oh, roll call. Call. Discussion? No. Roll call. Mrs. Siakio? Yes. Mrs. DeVito? Yes. Mr. Galuccio? Yes. Mr. Hom? Yes. Mr. Heilman? Yes. Mrs. Temple? Yes. Mr. Weiss? Yes. Mrs. Luciano? Yes. Mr. Young? Yes. Motion carries. Okay, can I have a motion to adjourn the meeting? Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. That was quick. Yes, good job, everybody. All right, good, good job. <laughs>
only question I was going to Oh, Fran, are you going to the, would you do me a favor? Would you just take this leave it right here back? Um, and then that way, are you, you know, can you let Eric, can you let Eric know that are you going to go to the, no, I didn't think you would. Can you let Eric know he doesn't have to stay? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to, oh, you're not going to take the bus. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the bus. Okay. Listen, I think, uh, in terms of the bus, I'm going to